Hello and welcome to another edition of my podcast, Fleet Die Hard, an independent view from an independent fan of issues on and off the pitch at my favourite club, Absolute United. Um, I'm recording this less than an hour after the end of our last league game, where we have lost 3-2 um, against St Albans. Um, so I'm going to give you my view on that. Um, I'm also going to be introducing you to uh, another fan today who's going to join me on this podcast. Um, he's a lifelong fan, as I am. He's also a national uh, sports journalist, possibly one of the best in the country, but I would say that as it's actually my son, Josh Peck. Hi, Josh. Hello, thanks for having me. Yeah, you're very welcome. Um, I'm going to touch on this game before we start uh, on, on other issues. We've lost 3-2 today. Uh, it looked good to start with. I mean, the, we, we, we've lost 3-2. We went 2-0 up um, and everything in the garden was rosy. And then we've literally fallen apart. Um, I've, I've said from the very beginning of pre-season that we've looked m more than shaky at the back. Today, you know, 2-0 up, to, to, to lose 3-2, you've got to be questioning now, in all seriousness, in my, in my opinion, our defence and possibly our tactics from Dennis Kutrip. What are your, what are your views on that? Yeah, I think it's it's not easy. It's uh, it's Dennis is coming into a country that he's not familiar with. We've had a, a fast start in the sense that there's five games now in two weeks, but he doesn't know his best team. That's clear. There's another five changes today. Goalkeeper rotated again. I mean, you're not going to. How can you train when you've got you don't know which goalkeeper's going to be behind you? He's your voice. We've kept we've not kept a clean sheet apart from against Braintree, who have still not scored in the league this season. So that's nothing to shout home about. But if you're constantly change chopping and changing your your team, you're just not going to get consistency at all. That's a, that's a really good point, actually, um, and it's one that I hadn't re really sort of picked up on. But but you're right. You know, we've had one three games in, one win, one draw. And one loss, and the one win, as you've quite rightly said, is against a team that actually hasn't scored a goal yet. So you can't draw anything from that. I know there will be fans out there that, that you know that, that are like me, die-hard supporters, but they sort of don't see the, the woods for the trees. And they, that even after today, they will be saying, "Well, you know, it's early days, and and you know, it wasn't that bad a performance." But to me, it really was that that bad a performance. It, when I looked at that performance today. Every time St Albans came forward, they cut through our defence like a hot knife through butter. Um, it makes me question what's happening on the training pitch. Is it a training issue or is it purely the, 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 the standard and the calibre of players that we've brought into the squad so far are not up to the mark? Yeah, it may well be a training issue, um, but as I say... Five games in, in two weeks overall, playing Saturday, Tuesday. Not sure how many sessions they're getting on the pitch. So a week off now, you think, may help. But it, it's one win in five in 90 minutes across all competitions. We've had two FA Cup games where we scraped through one on penalties and got knocked out on penalties on the other. But we needed late, late, late equalisers in both to, mm. to take it that far. Um, and I mean, you look at today, yeah, we've, we've gone 2-0 up and... But there wasn't a load of opportunities in those. Our first being a penalty, 
Second was a, a well-worked move. And it was almost as if the players thought the game was done. Mm. There was still an hour to play. Um, they say 2-0 was the most dangerous lead in football. And, and we showed, or the club showed why. Because 2 nil up thinking, game's done and dusted, see it out. And I mean, you go 2-1, you've at least got to then get to half-time without conceding. And moments later, it's back to... to Two-two. Well, interestingly enough, the you know up to the point that it was two-two, the first four. So those four goals came from the first four shots on target. Um, you know, up to that point in the game. So you know, it's not as if we were creating chances at will. Um, two two nil up flattered us, from my from my opinion. What is I mean? What is your opinion of? The overall start of the season up to where we are now. I know you've t- you've touched on, on on the FA Cup and you've spoken about um, obviously that one win is it out of five games in, in in total. It doesn't paint a great picture. So my opinion, and I actually mentioned this I think after our last after the FA Cup uh, exit. I actually put it on social media and, and, you know, some people did agree, some people didn't agree. But my opinion on that was this squad that we've got at the moment, there was talk to before the season started that we we might have got a reprieve because of situations away from the club with, with other clubs and might have, might have got a reprieve into the, uh, into the National League. I'm thankful that we didn't. Um, and one of the reasons I'm thankful that we didn't is that I believe at the moment that if we had got into the National League with the squad that we have currently got and the way we are playing and the squad rotation that Dennis Kutrieb is using, we we likely get a good hiding more games than not. Yeah, potentially, but you can look at it. We would have played fewer games. There would have been more time on the training pitch because we wouldn't have been out or been playing in the FA Cup just yet. But I think you've also got to look at it. The, the style of football we play is... At home, teams are just going to sit back and frustrate us. We saw it under McMahon, and people criticise McMahon, but are now loving the style of play. It's exactly the same style. Yeah, it's pretty, but we're, it's not creating anything. The players aren't shooting, and it seems we're chasing a game. And a stoppage time today, we've got a free kick, piled everyone forward, and he plays it short before then putting it out wide. You're just wasting seconds. I think there's, there's something to be said that we're better... Cha- or, well maybe better chasing a game away from home where we can mm. utilise gaps and teams are more... What, do you, what are your views on, on Kutrieb's style of, of, of play that he's adopted? I mean, he's brought in this uh, playing out from the back, obviously, from the goalkeeper. Um, it's, a, it's a risky thing to do at any level of the game. Um, I would say, with our shaky defence, I mean, it, it ha- there hasn't been mistakes there yet that have cost us. But it... You know it, that I think will only be a matter of time. Overall, what's your opinion of of playing out from the back at this level? Oh, I think it's fine if that's the way you want to go, but it can't be your only option. There needs to players need to have the ability or freedom from the manager to be able to put a long ball in if needed, just to ease a bit of pressure. You've got Rakesh Bingham up top, who's a, a big lag and hold the ball, get people around him. But if you're just going to be under pressure and then play a 10-yard pass and that gets cut out, Mm. you're suddenly losing the ball midway inside your own half instead of midway inside theirs. Mm. And there's just no time to to regroup. But, I mean, people are praising the football because it is nice to watch. And, yes, it is nice to watch, but it's not nice to... 
to watch and, and, and lose. lose. No, tippy-tappy football is, you know, we, we've seen this in, in other leagues, haven't we? Um, and it, it, although it looks nice, doesn't always doesn't always win games. Uh, interestingly, you, you mentioned, you know, a few moments back there that it's very similar to, um, to McMahon. There's more than one similarity there. When I look at, you know, if you look at last season when funds were tight, you know, and there was all these other issues going on and off, off, off the pitch, um, and and we we cut back, trimmed the meat from the bone, and we sort of come into this season. We've got we've been demoted, relegated, should I say? Um, you know, we've got into the National League South, and it's almost as if I don't know whether it's the doctor has taken the decision to sort of readopt the policies that we had under McMahon, where, you know, I look at, we've got, there seems to be an influx of people, you know, management team for the club. Uh, you, you've got, you know, the coach. and But I, I looked at the squad pic, picture that was published the other day and, you know, there seems to be tonnes of faces that I don't recognise now and this sort of like huge support staff for the club. Um, and it's almost mirroring what ha- how it was with McMahon. Yeah, I mean, McMahon, for me, got a lot of very unfair stick. Say he wasted a budget or whatnot. Well, if you're given that budget, then you do what you think's best with it. It's not wasted. We got up from the conference off, uh, lost a playoff final. Bear in mind, we conceded 122nd minute and where uh, two minutes of additional time comes from from a 15-minute period. I don't know, but... We got up. The reason we didn't win promotion automatically in those two seasons was Dave Tarpey and Maidenhead in one and Sutton going on a a ridiculous run. So there was no criticism there. McMahon then went, got us into the playoffs. People saying, oh, we should have gone off automatically that year. Wait a minute. National League has one automatic spot out of 24 that got to get that. We finished in the top seven to get into the playoffs and were what? Again, we were 2-1 up in the playoff semi-final. So... We were less than a, a half away from Wembley, so gets a lot of unfair criticism, in my view. So you can go. You, we're going back to that, but fine. We just need to. You do need to give it time. I'm not going to go into Kutri too much, as I say. He's trying to adjust, and we've not had much time in the two FA Cup games. But he clearly still doesn't know his best eleven Absolutely. after five games. And I just hope that this week would allow. I just I want to see the same goalkeeper. If you've got two good goalkeepers, fine, but. Pick one. Oleg Anasolski has got two goalkeepers at Manchester United and picks one. The other one's just got to fight for his place on the training ground mm. and they're not fighting for their place in three days. It's not Somebody hasn't done that much wrong in three days to lose their spot. I agree with that. Um, but I don't think a goalkeeper today did too much wrong, to be fair. I didn't see... I, I wouldn't have put any of our goals down to goalkeeper error. No, but I mean, it's hard when we're not there. You don't know how much command the goalkeeper's having. Yeah. But that if you're only doing it once a week and they're not doing it in the middle. You're not used to a different voice behind you. Two goalkeepers might work slightly differently in terms of where they want to set up. I just think that's your main voice for your back line is coming from your keeper. And if that's changing every game, you've got no hope as a defender. So do you think the squad might actually be too big at the moment? Um, too many options, too much to choose from? You know, if you've got a limited squad and you you know and taking injuries into account of fatigue... Um, there aren't that many changes you can make, but you, you know, again, five changes today. That's a that's a that's a big 
you know, that's that's a huge... Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if the squad is too big. It's a squad of 22, 23, which, yeah, okay, maybe this level maybe is two or three too big, but you should still know your best team. And if you think both key keepers are very good, then you've just got to make a decision and stick with it. That's your job as a manager to mm. pick the best team. The best team shouldn't change by five or six players each game. And I know the last game was an FA Cup game, but we were playing a team in our same league who we've got again in a few weeks, so it doesn't bode well. Mm. You've got to just... you just seems that he doesn't know his best lineup from back to front. It's not just that the change in the whole defence. It's every... I agree. I also think there's probably an issue here of, of Dennis, like, as you said, right at the very beginning. He's come from Germany. He's come from a completely different environment of football at whatever level it is, you know, to come over here where you've never experienced the game in, in terms of a management role and you're sort of thrown in. And this, you know, th these this level, non-league, National League, National League South and North, they're tough old leagues, aren't they? You know, that they're, they're, they're arguably tougher than any of the, the, the three or four leagues above them in terms of the competitiveness, the, the pace of the game, the physicality of the game. And perhaps he's not, you know, he's struggling to, uh, to adapt to that. Um, maybe, maybe that's what's happening. I don't know. Yeah, they're they're not easy leagues. I mean, I don't know. I'm not nowhere near an expert on the fourth and fifth tier of German football, but these players that we've got are experienced. A lot of them have experienced football league, or they're trying to get back into the football league. I don't know if that's quite the same in Germany. Whether those players have got the same drive and fight, or whether they're just all youngsters that you can manipulate about but we just don't have that I don't know there's something it just doesn't I don't know whether it's the whole settling down but it needs to work out his best team as I say I hope that this week off where we'll have three or four training sessions will help him nail that down and now the, we're out of the FA Cup and there's a, a little bit of a gap without midweek mm. action we hope that that settles down but mm. I think you're quite right and I think you know what what you said about <clears throat> this this whole thing with the squad rotation. Um, my personal view on that is is you've got to give players game time. Uh, Alfie Egan's quite an impressive player, uh, in my opinion. He's come on today as sub. Uh, and if I was in charge of the team, I would be picking my, my favourite 11. And, you know, unless anybody makes huge mistakes, and providing we get results, you're going to start seeing results down the line once the team is settled. But then again, I said this, you know, people criticised that, that we bought players very, very early um, before the start of the season. And I said, well, that's a good thing, surely, because it gives the team a chance to gel as a squad. But it just, looking at it at the moment, it doesn't look like they have gelled as a squad. No, I mean, it uh, was a weird summer with obviously COVID and... Not as as many pre seasons, and I don't know what the what the situation was in terms of training and the closeness and one to one training. But we're we were at immediate disadvantage by being relegated and the ongoing situation at the club at the time, in the sense that a lot of players wanted to leave. So what Josh Payne was there last season, um, Jordan Holmes, but there's not many familiar faces there, so. It, team has got to gel and you do really only get that by playing matches and playing competitive matches but you if you keep changing it goes back to this if you keep changing the squad how are you going to gel you've got a new player to the left of you to the right of you every week or you're on the bench yeah absolutely
Oh well, there you go. I mean, there's 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 not really much more we can add to that. Um, you know, my my opinion is that we're going nowhere fast. If I'm honest, um, there needs to be huge improvements if we're going to uh, have any chance of, um, of of promotion out of this league at the end of the season. And it's going to be tough because all the games are going to come thick and fast because we started the season so late. But there you go. I'm going to move on next. You know, to a couple of things off the pitch. Um, so I'm going to talk about. The, the club this week um, have announced that away matches, um, you can now book a table in the Fleet Lounge. I, I personally think it's great. You can, you know, get to meet up with your pals. You can have a few beers. You can watch the game, providing the stream's good enough. Um, and providing, you know, that the restrictions are put in place in terms of social distancing, I can't see an issue with it. I have seen people on social media saying, that, you know, should we be doing this under the current current situation? I don't, I don't see an issue with it, provided, as I said, providing the uh, the guidelines are followed. A lot of other clubs are doing it. They're doing it at um, some of the Premier League clubs as well. Um, I know Chelsea are doing it. Um, my only criticism on that is, and unless it's a league ruling, I don't know if you know anything about this, Josh, um, why only for away games? Why can't they do it for home games with the blinds down so that they, or even with the blinds up so they can watch the game, you know, view the game from the window? I don't really understand the logic. Well, I know we wouldn't be able to have the blinds up and watch it through the window. That is some form of league ruling. The only thing I can think of is that that stand is obviously used by the players. So whether they don't want any mixing when players are there Point. Um, or what. But I personally would feel a little bit awkward going to the ground for a home game and knowing that there's a game just the other side of the the wall and, what, six, seven, eight rows of seats down that you can't watch. The, the away one's fine, can't, can't go, but if crowds do come back, it's likely to be home fans anyway, I'd, I'd feel. So you wouldn't be able to go to away games anyway. So... Yeah, doing it for away games is fine as long as yeah restrictions are met. Um, and game. and the cost, you know, I, mean, I think we're charging nine ninety nine for a stream for, for home games. I think today was six ninety nine for the for the away because it's obviously it's obviously set by the club who's who's hosting. Um, I don't think that's a uh, that's that's a bad deal. To be fair, I know it sticks in the throat of people who've 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 committed themselves to season tickets. Because they're, they're although they're getting you know they're getting free viewing on the home games, but I think the value that they're losing out on the value of their season ticket, um, you know I don't know how much of an issue that is going to be for them. Yeah, the only one thing I would say with our home pricing is that EFL clubs are at the same price whether that's Championship or League Two. It's ten pound on I follow, um, so I mean you're potentially paying exactly the same amount for a game. Four or five divisions less, but the only people watching it is for the the club fans in general. So you pay what it is. I mean, yeah. there was outrage for the fifteen pound Premier League, um, but again, I don't really understand the outrage when for only five pound less you can watch a game six yeah. tiers lower. So absolutely, and if you love your club, you love your club, don't you? You pay, you pay what you need to pay. Um, you know, as long as it's not extortionate. I wouldn't pay, I wouldn't pay the gate price to watch a, a live stream. Um, but I'm happy to pay two or three quid less. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. And uh, it's 
clubs at this level need the money. They're not getting yeah. that gate money, but it's not just the gate money. We say we had a thousand fans. That's a thousand fans that are buying beers, burgers, pies, programs. Um, so the club is still losing a lot of money. Let's remember that from these games, but. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, okay, so that's, I mean, that's going to be a situation that's going to be going on going forward, uh, and we'll we'll keep an eye on that. I'll probably, uh, if I get an opportunity, I'll, I'll probably, I might see if I can get a table with my old muckers that I go with, and, uh, you know, we, we'll, we'll see how, how it works out. The other thing I've just seen today, funnily enough, um, I just actually came across it on Facebook, and then I checked in on, on the website, Uh so the fleet are advertising the chance to win a seat in the director's box for the next home game uh, if you buy a mask, if you buy one of their branded masks, which is fantastic if you want to buy one of their masks. Um, it's I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. I've got to be honest. I, it strikes me that it's a little bit unfair. I can see it's a good... It's a, they're trying to generate people to, to purchase the masks. But what about, wouldn't this have been fairer to offer it to season ticket holders as a draw rather than buying a, buying a mask? So any season ticket holders, anybody who's bought a season ticket will go into the draw. Um, or even, you know, why, why didn't they just do a draw that's open to everybody? You can do it online. You pay, I don't know, five quid to go in the draw and they draw it at random for each one seat for each each home game. Yeah, I think either one of those, the season ticket or the 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 random draw. I mean, most of us would all be quite willing to pay over the gate price this year, go up to fifteen twenty pound to go and sit and and watch a game. Um, mm. And then you can say, well, to do that and buy the mask. It's like, well, we've all got our masks now. Um, yeah, just, some of us some of us got unofficial branded merchandise as well. Well, yeah, some <laughs> of us did, but I think. Yeah, let's face it. As I say, eight, nine, eight, nine hundred thousand, twelve hundred, if we're lucky, would all pay to go and go to a game. So to just do a bit of a a lucky dip, I think if you're not a director of the club, you shouldn't be sitting in those seats at this current moment in time. Yeah. We're not entitled to go to those games for a reason. Well, that's the other argument, isn't it? And as somebody quite rightly put on Facebook, um, should we actually be letting anybody that's that's not working for the club? into the ground to watch a home game for any reason at all. Yeah, and I think we've all got differing views on that. You've got social distancing can take place at plenty of non-league grounds. Uh, if we were relegated again, we'd be able to have fans. Um, but as it stands, we can't go to those games. So I don't quite understand why suddenly, oh, there's a bit of space in these seats. Well, there's plenty of space in the seats down in the plough end or plenty of space mm. up on the... The, the Swanscom end, but we can't go there for, for reasons. So, yeah, I don't think this is a, a wise move from the club, if I'm honest, but good luck to the the people in the raffle and enjoy the game. Absolutely, yeah, good luck. Um, I haven't bought one of the branded masks, so I won't be in the draw. But there you go. Um, that's just about it, really, for this this podcast. I just re- you know, wanted to touch on, on today's game. I wanted to touch on those couple of little issues. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed uh, listening to this podcast. If you've got any views... Just um, one little bit quickly on today's game. Yes, we've thrown away a 2-0 lead, but I think we need to give credit to St Albans. They didn't give up. They are now fifth in the table. So they've had a decent start. Um, might come back that 
actually we were beaten by a team that have flying up the league. It's all very easy at the start of the season to say, oh, we should beat these teams mm. or can't lose to them, they're going to be down the table. We just don't know at this this moment in time. So We've got to give credit to St Albans, 2-0 down. They didn't look like a team 2-0 down. They changed the formation and and worked and adjusted and, and fair play to them for coming back. And, and that was, that was you know, we talk about managers knowing their teams. That was perfect management, wasn't it? He saw, you know, 2-0 down, I'm going to make some changes here, I'm going to change the tactics, change the formation, and it it paid off. Um, perhaps Dennis could learn something from uh, the St Albans manager. There you go. Yeah, I, I echo that, actually. Congratulations to St Albans. Um, who knows, they may go on and win the league, and if they do, then there's no disgrace losing to them. But uh, that's it for this week. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, listen again, please. Uh, please give us a rating and a like or whatever. Is it ratings or likes they do, Josh? Yeah, ratings, reviews, like, subscribe. Yep, the more of those I get, the more the more um, you know uh, higher up the, the the rankings you go as a as a podcast. I do intend to keep keep doing these um, periodically. Um, there you go. Thanks for joining us, and thanks again for Josh for coming along. And uh, I'm sure we'll we'll speak again. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye, folks. <laughs>